Well, we're live from Breakers Indoor Sports Stadium and just loving what we're seeing at the moment. The tiny tots in action. And one of the legends of the game in Australia joining us, former Sydney Kings player, former Sydney Kings coach, Ian Rebilly at OAM. Good morning to you once again, mate. And what a week in basketball, particularly at the NBA level with LeBron ejected for just the second time in his stellar 19-year career against the Pistons. Yeah, nice to be here, Steve. And uh, when you watch that incident with LeBron against Detroit, you know, it takes you back to the Detroit bad old days. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought poor officiating, to be honest, because they didn't pick up the reason for the incident. And uh, LeBron flung his arm because he was being held, and uh, that was the start of it. Uh, ejected for two games, but more importantly, a four hundred odd thousand dollar fine. It quite, certainly quite was, remarkable. It certainly wasn't the end of it because the way that is it Isaiah Stewart, Steve-O, the player that uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mate, the way he carried on was ridiculous. Like seriously, he got a little slap in the face, and I know it cut him, and he was had a little bit of blood and all those things. But seriously, come on. I think you call that just professional sport, don't you? It's just part and parcel of the game. Well, is that what we call showmanship now? Because, well, my goodness. Well, you guys had a great conversation off the air about, uh, you know, it's similar to the in the NRL, like that third man in or, you know, uh, what LeBron did. I mean, it was just – and I think that, you know, there's been so many comments since. I mean, like he did get cut. But in your opinion, Moose, like uh, you're, you're the man that played hundreds of games in this league and represented Australia. Yeah, I mean, it's part of the game. So Isaiah Stewart was actually holding him. So LeBron, really, the only option he had to free his arms to be a catch receiver was to fly his arms. And uh, it caught him, yeah. But, you know, the bottom line is, don't hold me and it doesn't happen. <laughs> so that's why I thought it was just poor officiating. And typically at this level, it's often the second incident that gets caught because there's a reaction yes and then yep. then you know it blows up and uh, they review it but even with the review they didn't it not well I guess they did because he got he got suspended as well but uh, you know it, it just could have been dealt with far easier if the referees just blew the foul had a quick chat to him and say look keep your hands off him so he, his ability to catch the ball isn't in, in fe- interfered with so yeah, I thought not really good officiating, and as Butte said, it just blew up from there, and it was quite good theatre, I suppose, to watch. Oh, but it was uh... chaos, absolute <laughs> chaos. Hey, uh, Moose, I know, you, I know you want to talk about Josh Giddy. Can you believe he's become only the third teenager to reach 100 assists and 100 rebounds in their first 20 NBA games? And he also had 19 points in their loss to the Jazz. Yeah, quite remarkable. And his shooting, I think he was three from four from, from deep. And he's not really renowned for that. But uh, he's renowned as a, a point guard that has exceptional vision. Hence why he's leading, you know, the assist count as a young... I mean, he's 19, for goodness sake. The, so the, uh, the social media that he's receiving is quite extraordinary in terms of just the potential, how good he is. I mean, he was the sixth pick uh, in the draft. And uh, I, I played against his dad, Warwick, and he would be exceptionally proud of how his son's playing. Refresh our memory. Did you see him coming through the ranks at a junior level? No, I didn't. Uh, my, my children had obviously gone through uh, representative stuff, but he, he's a Victorian metropolitan uh, boy. He would have come through the Vic Metro rep sides and uh, clearly on the radar for a long time. And uh, Connor Henry, who I coach with at Adelaide, certainly saw that and... Uh, uh, recruited him to the 36ers for his NBL debut. It's phenomenal as a 19-year-old because obviously you think about the normal transition for NBA players to go 
they got the high school, then they the college system, and then they step into. But as a 19-year-old, to be dominating the way he is at the moment, or not dominating, but performing, I guess you could also say that he is dominating because the stats indicate that. Well, the stats don't lie. Um, it's slightly different how they would uh, do the stats with the NBA, but he's putting up some brilliant numbers. And the other number that probably they didn't see coming is just the number of rebounds he gets. And that's... that's uh, technically a good skill that he has he's able to box out and and he's got good length so the rebounding ability from a point guard is just an added bonus to any team I remember seeing on uh, the last dance and Rodman talking about the skill of rebounding and how there is an actual art to it and identifying you know the ball in the air it coming off the ring and all those things that come into it which sort of made me realize you know was it a little bit of luck but no there's actually a skill to it yeah, we used to talk about uh, when the ball's in flight, what do you look at? Well, you, you, look, you look at the trajectory of the ball. Mm-hmm. That'll tell you where it's going to land on the ring or the backboard. But then your next vision has to be on who do you make contact with to stop them getting an offensive rebound. To actually train that, and that probably starts here at Aussie Hoops and in the reps, rep programs, it's really hard skill to learn. Yeah, yeah. But if you're introduced to it correctly at a young age, it becomes second nature. And uh, Steve O's Paddy Mills had a big weekend oh. or a big game against the. Uh, Have you got the numbers there? Celtics, I, I do. I, I mentioned earlier, it's like you're cramming for year oh, 12 mate. exams. Here I go. The LCC. 23 points, two assists, one rebound, but seven out of 10 from the three-point line. He is absolutely on fire. And at the moment, he's uh, second to uh, Steph Curry for three-pointers. And, and how this well guy they, comes from the bench. How well are they playing Golden State? Yeah, quite well. And that's being led by Curry. But, uh, I mean, Mills was always a great shooter. And he's coming off the bench for Brooklyn. So, you know, those numbers are... Well, that's why he's there. And uh, he's just following on from his Olympic campaign and how well he played there. He's, he's obviously doing it for... For Brooklyn as well. Hey, hey, Moose, we're going to have some of the uh, Crusaders coaches join us a little later in the morning. Can you tell us who's in charge of the program? Yeah, well, the the, uh, NBL1 teams, uh, they're trialling today and tomorrow, from what I understand. So the person that I I actually helped transition into the coaching ranks is Will Granger, a young 29-year-old, is the head coach of the men's side. And just last week, the, uh, the club here appointed Mikko van Luders as the uh, head coach of the women's program, but also announced uh, Nico as the um, uh, director of coaching here mm. to put some strategies in place. So what you're seeing here with the young uh, Aussie Hoops kids, they'll come into under-12s and then they'll be in a structured format right through juniors into the senior program. Hey, Butes, did I rudely interrupt? Were you going to say something else about the NBA? No, no, it's all good, mate. No worries. You, you never rudely interrupt, mate. You, mate so, occasionally steal my thunder, but you never rudely interrupt. <laughs> hey, uh, what about the NBL Blitz? We've been watching that. I think the Kings are back in action mm. tonight. And we also saw a young man who's played here that we've all had a lot to do with, Jaden Hodgson, has got a run with the Sydney Kings. Yeah, I saw that, and it's good for Jaden. You know, he's really pursuing that, that career. But also uh, another athlete from here, Matt Kenyon, is playing for the, <laughs> I've got to get this name right, the Tasmanian <laughs> Jack Jumpers. I think that's a poisonous ant or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, they're going to be a great franchise. What are your thoughts? It'll be interesting to watch. You know, there's any time you bring a new club team or a new team into a competition, it'll be like the NRL with the Dolphins. There's a lot to get right, and uh, they'll they'll have a fair learning curve. It's a tough competition, but it's good to see both Jaden and Matty 
getting a run in respective franchises within the NBL. And I did hear through the week that the Sydney Kings are looking to introduce a game on Christmas Day. I know it's something they do in America, uh, something that's very foreign here, but it would be interesting to take to see how that is received by the public. Yeah, well, the owner uh, is actually a mate of mine, Paul Smith. I actually worked with Smithy at the PGA, uh, and he set up Repucom, and he did a lot of his business overseas. Actually, his head office was in New York. So I guess the idea has stemmed from uh, what he's seen over many, many years yep. uh, of working in America, the popularity of the Christmas game. I've been fortunate enough to go to one at Madison Square Garden. It's just brilliant to do as a family outing, and then you, you know, kick on after that to yeah, celebrate yeah. Christmas. And, and you know what, I think about, you know, traditionally here, the Boxing Day Test match down in Melbourne is such a big and significant thing that I think if we can, if you build it, they will come. Well, that's right, and generally it's around the timing of the game, so if it's a little bit earlier, you still have quite a lot of the Christmas Day to yep. enjoy with your family and close family friends, so it'll be interesting if that gets approved, mm. but... Uh, Good on Smithy for giving it a crack. Yeah. Hey, Musa, will you come back and join us? Because Miko's jumping on uh, just before 10. I'd love you to be a part of that conversation as well. Yeah, I just saw, again, this is so important. So he's the director of coaching here. He's just poking his head in here to have a look at the Aussie hoops. So even though he's coaching at that top level, he's fully engaged with, uh, I guess, the technical skills and the fundamental skills that these kids need at a younger age. So he's a good guy, great appointment by this club.